This is Tech Talk with your host, Tom DiOria. Tom will spend the next hour making your life with technology a little easier with explanations of the different aspects of today's technology and how it can benefit your home, small office, or enterprise. Now here's your host, Tom DiOria. Welcome to IMI's Tech Talk. It's the fourth Sunday of November. It's November 22nd, 2015. Happy Thanksgiving almost everybody out there. Hope you have a great time with family and friends. Uh, we're on 5 p.m. in the New York listening area and 3 p.m. in Arizona. And today we're live from our New York office. We're going to be discussing CES Unveiled New York in 2016. This is where they do an event in New York City with some of their exhibitors, talk about what the future of technology is that you're going to see at their show in January in Las Vegas. We're going to do two shows from uh, this event. The first one is basically a future show where they tell you about what they believe the future will be, what to expect from CES. The next show will be uh, some um, interviews with exhibitors on the show floor. I'm Tom DiOria. I'm the CEO of Information Methods Incorporated, and together with our weekly guests, our show will help our listeners, whether a business or home technology user, make better use of all aspects of technology. Just in case you're a first-time listener, in our first segment, Tech Talk provides you the review of the last week's most significant events in technology. We start with their increased coverage of New York's technology scene, and we follow this with an industry-wide report, which could contain information on conferences, announcements by vendors, new releases of software or equipment, or new contract opportunities. One or more guests followed us from many aspects of business and industry. And if you wish us to consider a topic for a future show, you can email your suggestions to Tech Talk, that's T E C H T A L K, and IMI-US.com, and we'll get back to you pretty quickly. Anytime after our show introduction, please give us a call or send an email message with questions on today's topic or anything else we might be able to help you with. You can call 277-KFNX, that's 277-5369. And if you're outside the 602 listing area, call us toll-free at 1-866-536-1100. You can send us email questions throughout the show at that email address I just gave you, techtalk at imi-us.com. We monitor that throughout the show, and if we don't get your question on today's show, we'll definitely send you an answer and try and get you on next week. We're also being simulcast on the web. So if you can't listen to us on the radio and you want to listen to us live, go to KFNX's website, which is 1100kfnx.com. And if you want to listen to this show again or any of our previous shows, you can go to our website, which is imi-us.com. In the upper right-hand corner is the Tech Talk button. Click on that. You can listen to this show again as many times as you want. Send it to your friends. It's free, so please take advantage of that. And please call any time during the show, and we'll try and get you on. Our first segment is how we can review it. It's most... It's our increased coverage of new technology events and also those around the world. It's compiled by Dan Dioria, Dave Brandon, and Jose Batista. And we have our uh, first review for the holidays. The wristband speaker was sent to us by the wearable store. And uh, this, it's a speaker that you strap on like a watch, and it, the tone is really quite good. We were surprised. It's housed in a plastic shell and comes in black, gray, green, and red. Ours looked white, but uh, maybe it's their gray version. The speaker and the band are the same latex, and it's fairly comfortable to wear, even though it's a little larger than a watch, uh, even uh, like a, an Apple watch is a little larger than that. The sound, though, is really good for something that's on your wrist. We noticed that it didn't have a little bass, but that has a good mid-range and treble. We were surprised you can get loud enough to fill a good-sized room without distortion. Connect it easily using Bluetooth, and the link is pretty solid. Uh, you must remember this is only a speaker. It is necessary to control the music from your phone, which lets 
it double as a speaker for your phone, which is also done quite well. The microphone has a short range, but that's not its primary function. Although we didn't let the battery run down, it's rated for four to six hours with a two-hour full charge. I'll leave it to you as to why you may want a speaker on your wrist. Maybe conference calls while out on the trail or in a studio instead of heavy conventional speakers or using a boombox. Uh, since it is pretty good in a large room. Uh, and maybe you don't want to wear headphones while listening to your favorite tunes. As I said, we got our sample from the wearables store. That's the wearables with an S store dot com. Uh, I think it's around fifty dollars, so uh take a take a look at that. Also my cousin uh sent me this interesting information about uh Christmas giving and it talks about um what happens when you send money somewhere. For example, the March of Dimes gives only one dime for every dollar that is given to the needy. The United Way uh, and the American Red Cross pay their chief executives a lot of money. Uh, I'm not sure how that affects what they give to uh, to their various organizations. Uh, UNICEF gives less than five cents if you donate a dollar to the cause. Now, here's something very interesting which I was not aware of. Goodwill, the CEO and owner Mark Curran profits $2.3 million a year. Goodwill is a very catchy name for his business. You donate to his business, and then he sells the items for profit. He pays nothing for his products and pays his workers minimum wage. Some good ones, the Salvation Army, 96% goes to the cause. American Legion, uh, their commander gets no money. Uh, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, their commander gets no money. The disabled American veterans, zero salary donations go to help veterans. And I suggest maybe that you research a little bit more before you decide to give the organizations even the ones that you thought were good. Here's another thing for the holidays that we got, something called Socks for Seniors. And you can find out a little bit more of this by emailing Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at SocksForSeniors.com. But for 15 years, he and his wife have organized an annual community project during the holidays called Socks for Seniors. It's very simple. They collect new socks to be distributed to elderly and nursing homes. They're looking for community partners to help us expand the program uh, in the Phoenix area and any place else. If you'd like to help, I suggest that uh, you query for them. You can go to their website, SocksForSeniors.com. Sounds like a good cause, so I suggest that maybe you can help them out. We also want to tell you uh, we're going to try and do a segment each month or each week about uh, technology and medicine. My wife just had a brain operation, and we've been doing a lot of research here. So I'm going to quickly give you some websites that you may want to key into, easybib.com, with so many different uh, research sources to choose from, websites, podcasts, medical journals, new articles. It's tough for students to know the proper style for listening and punctuating citations. This helps you do that. PREZI is a cloud-based presentation tool that gives a cooler, more dynamic presentation. Storybird for students looking for a creative way to present material. And canacademy.org, K-A-H-N, the online math tool to help students find the answers they need. We'll do more of that uh, as we get into it. Cranes tells us Silicon Valley has more trumpeted New York in the quest for venture capital dollars as well as in the number and size of tech startups. Now it turns out graduate 
college students from the top 25 schools are following the money and migrating in greater numbers to the West Coast and to the East. Among college graduates from the top 25 schools moved to another region within five years of graduating, more than 25% ended up in Silicon Valley. Fewer than 10% landed in New York metro area. This is a survey conducted by the San Francisco-based online lender Ernest. Of recent graduates living in New York, 31% went to schools in other metro areas. That compares to 58% in San Francisco and 57% in San Jose. Post tells us that restaurant technology is about to get a long overdue upgrade. Salido, S-A-L-I-D-O, a New York-based startup that says it's developing a single unified operating system for restaurants, has raised $2 million from top restaurant tours and venture capitalists. The software system is slated to go live next year at top-tier Big Apple venues such as Budokan and Moromoto and is already being used by quick service shops like Witchcraft and Numpang Sandwich Shops. Indeed, the owners of those esteemed venues, including Steven Starr and celebrity chef Tom Cagliaccio, are also key investors in Salado's new software platform. In addition to handling all those functions in a single stroke, so Salado next year will begin using customer data to boost clients' operational efficiencies and marketing crowds. And finally, ISIS post diagram of best apps for terrorist communications online. This is from uh, Police Commissioner Bratton. Uh, available soon for your smartphone, ISIS-approved apps. Terrorist group already suspected of using encrypted communication. Last week's Paris killing spree posted a diagram on its social media site ranking the security level of available apps, said NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton. Reports last week after the ISIS rampage in France indicated the Parisian plotters used encrypted communications and secure platforms using WhatsApp and Telegram. Both Bratton and Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance said the encryption issues involving phones by Google and Apple are creating a crime-fighting issue in New York City as well. The prosecutor said that the problem of encryption was an issue of both domestic crime and international terrorism. Apple announced in September 2014 that a new operating system for tablets and phones would block any data access possible without a passcode. Google soon followed suit, as Vance noted, makes it impossible for crime fighters to access evidence stored on smartphones, even with a search warrant, unless the defendant agrees to it. If the people want us to do our job of protecting the people, there has to be some reasonable balance drawn between rights to privacy, which we support, and also obligation to protect public safety. That's from Vance. Um, again, our best wishes and prayers go out to those families, um, both there and in the Arab countries that were attacked, and the attacks going on on uh, Friday as well. This is IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX TM 1100. We're going to take a break. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back with our show on CES after these messages. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Dioria. And as I mentioned to you before the uh, break, we are at CES Unveiled in New York City. CES is produced by the Consumers Electronic Association, called the CEA. This year's event uh, has more than 30 exhibitors highlighting innovation in automotive technology, health and fitness, sports, smart home, virtual reality, and more, as you're going to hear. 
And according to CES, they are the world's gathering place for all who thrive on business of consumer technologies. It has served as the proving ground for innovators and breakthrough technologies for more than 30 years, uh, the global stage where next-generation innovations are introduced to the marketplace. With nearly 50,000 attendees from outside the U.S., the international component actually speaks for itself. And frankly, in this age of tablets and smartphones, that international took up a lot of valuable space. So we're pretty happy just to call it CES and let you know that it is definitely a global event. So I ask everyone here to just use CES. But wait, there's more. Ginseng knives, no. I'm pleased to announce to you today the Disruptive Innovation Council is a, is a new entity that we are launching as part of our trade association. It will provide support and advocacy to innovative companies that disrupt traditional business models and empower consumers. We had very strict criteria to invite companies to be part of this council. This is not something that every CEA member is eligible, CTA member is eligible for. The council roster now includes Boingo, Expedia, Google, GoPro, Lyft, MC10, Nest, Pandora, Uber, WebMV, and Yelp. You have to have a certain market size, a certain consumer reach, and really be making a difference. And the reason the Disruptive Innovation Council will exist is to make sure that there is the policy and research basis, because these companies, in a sense, are under attack because they are changing things for older companies. And those older companies are asking government officials to protect them. If you think about what's going on right here in New York City with the legality of Uber, it was an attack by the city government in support of the existing taxi cabs. What happened in San Francisco last week where actually the voters stood up and defended Airbnb, that's an attack on a sharing economy company. We believe that consumers want these sharing economy companies. They want these new options. They want these new opportunities for health care. They want new ways of doing business. And we, it is our job and our destiny, in a sense, to give them the right to access these new forms of innovation. Now I want to talk a little bit more about CES 2016. CES is the global stage for innovation, and it touches nearly every industry, from wireless, automotive, content, healthcare, advertising and marketing, and of course, audio and video. The trends that Sean discussed bring the show floor to life, but the innovations on the show floor not only are making our lives easier, they're also solving some real problems that people in the world face. The products you're seeing at the show increasingly are saving lives and they're improving the world. And here's one example of a technology changing the world. Now let's take a deeper dive into how some of these trends will play out at CES. The Internet of Things is a great example. It is everywhere at CES. You know, in 2015, we had 900 exhibitors showcasing IoT products. We couldn't even have a portion of the show for it the way we had in a few prior shows. But in 2016, we expect more, because just about everything can be connected. In fact, IoT is so big, we're devoting two CES keynotes to this exciting new category. Intel CEO Brian Kozanich will discuss dramatic new ways the consumer world is being reshaped by the expanding boundaries of technology. And Dr. W.P. Hung, the president and CMO of Samsung, will provide a look into Samsung's progress in turning the vision of IoT into reality. And that includes IoT data security, customer-centric mobile payment solutions, and many other exciting areas. But it's not just good enough to have 
great technologies and services that are quickly coming from IoT. We as a trade association have to make sure that the policy environment is acceptable to this whole new way of serving consumers. In July, I testified at the House Judiciary Subcommittee on an IoT hearing. And what we have to do is compel the case that yes, members of Congress started out with a concept that if you create data as a consumer, you own that data. And we have to make the jump, that's not always going to be the case. The truth is there are societal needs in healthcare, even your own healthcare, where IoT information can save lives. They can save car accidents. If you know the car in front of you has stopped or hit a, hit a hole in the ground or in a car accident, that information coming from the car in front of you should be public information that anyone can use. And there are lots of examples of where data is going to make a difference and save lives. And if you think of it, that's what the whole driverless car thing is about. And we have to make sure we get there. And to get to the IoT and make it work, we need other policies. We need licensed and unlicensed spectrum. That way the platform on which these devices can connect will be secure. We're very pleased, we worked very hard to get a law through Congress and signed by President Obama that said that Spectrum must be auctioned. And we hope to see that auction go forward as planned in the first quarter of next year. But yet just this week, the National Association of Broadcasters filed more documents with the FCC and yet one more attempt to try to delay the auction. We're also focused on um, digital health. Digital health is part of IoT, but it's continuing to grow at an astonishing pace. There's solutions coming out quickly for diagnosing, monitoring, and treating illnesses, providing new advances to consumers, not only here in the United States, but around the world in healthcare delivery. And to help tell the health and wellness story at CES 2016, we're actually launching some first in a series of pre-show videos. Let's take a look at the first one and show you what's in store for 2016 in this incredible category. Oh yeah. Uh, before I go in the front on both sides and this other side, for all those of you standing in the back, please feel free to relax. We're not, I'm not going to be done for at least two more hours. I have a lot to talk about this CES. This show is getting big and it's getting even more exciting. So each week we're at CES. We'll be sharing them on our social channels, so please be sure to follow us. Please be sure to please sit down. In the past few years, we've seen incredible growth, 40% in health and wellness exhibits at CES. Growth continues, and this year we have two dedicated marketplaces, health and wellness and fitness and technology. And we'll have about 150 plus exhibitors between the two marketplaces. And as part of the program, Digital health visionaries Sanjay Gupta and Deepak Chopra will forecast the future of highly personalized medicine. We also have a sports and tech marketplace. And returning for the second year, uh, it'll come back the second year and you'll see smart products to, which show how athletes' performance can be improved. And each year the CS Innovation Awards program honors the products judged to be the best in designing engineering. We received more than 1,200 entries this year. And we award Best of CES honors for the most stellar products in a category. The Best of CES Innovation Award honoree in the health and wellness category is the Aura Ring. Now this is a revolutionary ring-sized wellness computer and app. It helps you get more restful sleep and adjust your daily activities towards better balance and performance.
Let's take a look. The world's first wellness ring and app. The Aura Ring combines insightful design and ultimate wearing comfort with top-tier science and technology. With Aura, you learn how your activity and lifestyle choices affect your sleep and how the quality of your sleep affects your ability to perform during the day. Aura is a ring-sized wellness computer that measures your pulse waveform and the exact time between your heartbeats. From these, it calculates your heart rate, respiration rate, and other parameters necessary for precise analysis of your body signals. The Aura Ring detects even the slightest movement and monitors changes in your body temperature. The Ring automatically knows when you go to sleep and when you wake up, when you are active, and when you are sitting. The Aura app tells you what health benefits you get from specific activities and gives you actionable recommendations on how you can improve your sleep and adjust daily activity towards better balance and performance. You know when to challenge yourself and when to rest. You can use Aura anywhere. On that note, we're going to take a break. This is Tom DiOrio at IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. We're at the CES Unveiled in New York City. And right after these messages, uh, we'll be back to the announcements being made about CES 2016 in Las Vegas. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom DiOrio at CES Unveiled in New York, talking about or listening to uh, information about CES 2016, which will be in January, and we're going to pick up where we left off uh, with the president uh, giving us an overview. The gaming and virtual reality marketplace will show the next wave of immersive multimedia for virtual reality systems and environments. We'll have an 80% increase in space over 2015 for virtual reality. And all new is an augmented reality marketplace that will feature about a dozen exhibitors showcasing disruptive technologies that can change how we experience and learn the world. And that area, I think, will continue to grow in years to come. Of course, a lot of this is content-based, and content is king, and movie studios are a driving force in virtual reality. 20th Century Fox, through the Fox Innovation Lab, has been very active in the virtual reality space. Last year, Fox unveiled Wild, the VR experience at CES, and went, and went on to win great acclaim in the VR community. This year, Fox plans on returning with an even grander contribution to this new era of immersive entertainment. I'm thrilled to let you know that they will unveil the Martian VR experience at CES. We are actually still trying to figure out whether Martians count as attendees or not. Now, moving from virtual reality to the road, in-vehicle communications are making cars safer and drivers more connected than ever before. Companies at CES 2016 will unveil a complete, immersive infotainment experience for the car with advances in active window displays, access notifications, and, of course, nav systems. Automotive exhibits are up 25% over 2015. That's really big because they were really big in 2015. We'll have over 100 total automotive tech companies and nine automakers. We have a vehicle intelligence marketplace with the latest in electric and energy efficient vehicles and car safety from parking assistance, collision avoidance, and emergency braking. 
And of course, we are so thrilled to have General Motors CEO Mary Barra as a CES keynote speaker. GM is doing a great job driving innovation in the auto space by making their cars more connected than ever before. And Mary Barra will discuss the convergence of the automobile and the technology industries and how GM is redefining personal mobility and keeping vehicles safe, affordable, and consumer friendly. Now, as you know, innovation holds the key to safety for drivers, and rapidly evolving technology help make the driving experience even safer. We have some broad-based initiatives, like the Innovating Safety Campaign, which educates consumers and policymakers about the role of innovation in enhancing driving safety. It's not just about mandates from top-down in government. It's about our industry coming up with all sorts of different approaches to make driving safer. We are actively engaged with the Department of Transportation and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to, to balance safety and connectivity and ensure a safer driving experience for everyone. Now that we've covered the road, let's go above it. Let's talk about the airwaves. Drones and unmanned systems continue to reach new heights. They're changing the way we view our world, from aerial coverage for sports to news to enhancing search and rescue and lending a hand in disaster relief. The Unmanned Systems Marketplace footprint is expanding more than almost any other at CES. Actually, it's more than any other. It's up 208%, and it'll have 21 exhibitors. Our 2016 Best of Innovation Honoree in the Unmanned Systems category is Lily Camera, the world's first throw-and-shoot camera. Lily combines computer, vision, GPS, and stable high-resolution image capture to grant users the freedom to document their lives while still living in the moment. We have a little video. While CTA actively supports the Know Before You Fly consumer engagement campaign on drone safety, and we're also a member of the FAA's coalition, working alongside many of our member companies that make and sell drones, um, and working with the aviation industry to come up with some plans to make sure that different interests retain their safety. Um, in fact, though, sometimes there's bad policy. In 2015, we led a successful industry coalition effort to veto a bill that would have severely restricted drones in California. In other words, the California legislature actually passed legislation severely restricting drones, and uh, we helped convince uh, Governor Brown to veto it. 3D printing is another category for us. It's changing lives and seeing huge double-digit growth on the shelf floor. The 3D printing marketplace returns to CES for the third year. The exhibit area is up 35% with more than 50 exhibitors. And with the advancement of digital technology supporting 3D printers, these machines are moving us towards more compact units with affordable prices for, for today's consumer. And of course, there's startups. The reason almost that CES exists and what we've been dedicated to since, at least since 1981, when I first became familiar with the show and how the board viewed it, it's, it has to be the opportunity for anyone with an idea to reach investors, media like yourself, partners, and retailers. That's why we created Eureka Park four years ago, and this will be the fifth year for Eureka Park. It's a curated exhibit with hundreds of rising stars. It's an opportunity for people to connect with game changers to grow their businesses. And since 2012, more than 800 startups have used CES to showcase their products. This year, there was 375 startups from 28 countries. 
Now, there will be, at CS 2016, there will be over 500 companies in Eureka Park, and we actually have a wait list. And now it is my extraordinary pleasure to introduce to you our Senior Vice President of CES and Corporate Business Strategy, Karen Shopka, who will help tell the story of CES this year. Please join me in welcome. Hello everyone, it's hard to believe it's uh, been a year since we've been on a stage talking about CES, but as you can tell, there's a lot of really cool and exciting things coming up for CES 2016. So as Sean and Gary have mentioned, uh, the Internet of Things is really becoming the backbone of many, many of the products that are uh, showcasing this year. And, you know, it's also driving a lot of what we're seeing in the smart home marketplace. Our smart home marketplace is doubling in size at 2016 CES, and it's going to be sponsored by a couple of different brands this year. One is a brand new brand for CES, and that's Caldwell Banker. Yes, the real estate company. It's also going to be sponsored by veteran Bosch. You know, we can't say enough about cutting-edge technology without talking about robots. Intelligent, autonomous, robotic machines are changing the way that we live and we work. They are connected to the cloud, and they're capable of seeing, hearing, and reacting to the environment. And the robotics marketplace is going to increase by 71% this year. There are 22 exhibitors that will showcase the full range of robotic technologies. Our Best of Innovations Award honoree in the Home Appliance category just happens to be a robot. And the winner this year is the Samovar. It integrates Wi-Fi, onboard sensors, electronic ingredients, tagging, and automated cleaning, making bartending as easy as pressing a button. So let's take a look at it. Celebrating the end of a long work week, enjoying a craft cocktail is something that is easy to do. But making one is a pain and requires time and preparation. So we invented Somabar to make delicious craft cocktails in under five seconds. Somabar is an intelligent mixologist. It gives you the ability to infuse bitters, pour precisely, and thoroughly mix every cocktail, all before dispensing at the push of a button. As you know, 4K and Ultra HD is also revolutionizing entertainment. Uh, it provides a more immersive viewing experience, and it's going to take up more than 100 booths at CES. You know, we expect some exciting announcements at CES, but today, to share some big news and developments in Blu-ray and 4K, I would like to introduce Amy Jo Smith, president of the Digital Entertainment Group, to come up and tell you a few things. Delighted. Um, at the DEG to continue our working partnership with the CTA. We're going to have to get used to that. Um, and as we've been very busy with them in the last couple of years working to help promote and evangelize 4K Ultra HD um, TVs and also content as it comes to market. And if you take a look at the 4K Ultra HD ecosystem, it includes platforms and products and services, retailers, and of course content. Specifically, we're taking a hard look at Ultra HD Blu-ray, which you're going to see coming to market next year. I'm sure it'll be on big display at the show. Um, we have some major manufacturers coming to, uh, to market with it. So what we did within the DEG was to take a look at what the content's going to look like on the physical media side. And we pulled together all the content owners who are members of the DEG and put together a working group to discuss what the packaging, what the artwork, what 4K Ultra HD is going to look like. And I'm pleased to have 
Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Tom DiOrio on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. Uh, and we'll come back uh, and listen to more about HDTV. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom DiOrio. It's CES Unveiled New York, and we're listening about HDTVs. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings will be our opening day keynote, and he will follow Gary's State of the Industry address. Technology has also given content creators multiple platforms to work from, and a company at the forefront of the, of the consumer content revolution is also going to take the keynote stage. Robert Kinsel, head of content and business operations at YouTube, will deliver a day two keynote. And I should mention that for those of you who haven't uh, recognized this yet, the show's uh, opening on Wednesday. So day one is Wednesday, day two is Thursday. And I just make note of that because we've been in so much of a Tuesday uh, through Friday pattern that it is a little bit different. And you'll notice we talk about it more in day one, day two, because even we are getting confused by that. So please make sure you point that out. Well, as you can tell, content is going to be a strong story at CES, but guess what? There's even more. Last uh, show, we introduced a brand new space called uh, C-Space at Aria, and this program is for the advertising, marketing, and digital content communities. It highlights how the content, creativity, technology, and the consumers all come together, and it it combines uh, exhibits, conferences, and different networking opportunities. It's going to double in size for 2016, and it's going to be located at a new area that we're calling Tech South. Tech South includes the Aria, Cosmopolitan, and the Dara Hotels. And there are going to be continuous shuttles running to these locations from both the Venetian and the Las Vegas Convention Center. Entertainment Matters is presented by Variety, and it's designed to help entertainment executives and influencers navigate the CES floor. There are more than 25,000 senior executives that come each year from the content community. The program includes keynotes, panels, and exhibits, and it's developed for all of those from the Hollywood community. We have an Entertainment Matters uh, ambassador that we like to feature each year to help tell the story to Hollywood about how technology trends are affecting their business. And for CES 2016, we're thrilled to welcome two of the top digital influencers with a huge social following. It's I, Justine, and Jody, Joey Grashafa. And they are both celebrity ambassadors for us this year, and they're going to showcase some of the importance of native content and communication. I, Justine, and Joey are perfect ambassadors for the Entertainment, Pro- uh, Entertainment Matters program because they are truly representing the way that content is being shared and created and consumed. And we're thrilled to have them both on the floor at this upcoming show. Well, now I'd like to bring Gary back on the stage to talk about some other exciting content news. Other news, we have one more keynote to announce today. NBC Universal CEO and Senior Executive VP Comcast Corp. Steve Burke will serve as the C-Space keynote for CES. This keynote is presented by MediaLink and will include an exclusive interview with Burke, moderated by Michael E. Kasson. And speaking of entertainment at CES, this year we actually held a contest. And the contest was to give startup artists an opportunity to get their music exposed through the keynote platform at CES. While you're waiting for the keynote, and on our website, we play music. 
So, we had over 100 entries, and we're excited to announce that we selected a winner, Lexi Hayden, selected for her original Upbeat Jams. In addition to the keynote placement, Lexi will also receive $5,000. Here's a sneak listen. excited about CES 2016. Some 20,000 new products from more than 3,600 exhibitors, and it sets the tone for the next year in innovation. You'll experience trends there that will transform not only the market, but the world. And there's so much that's new. A new show location, Tech South, new marketplaces, gaming and virtual reality, augmented reality, e-commerce, accessibility, cyber and personal security, and with the industry expanding, the show is expanding too. I'm pleased to announce today that for 2016, we'll have more than 2.3 million net square feet of exhibit space. That is our largest footprint in history, our 49-year history. And now, I'm going to ask Karen back up. We'd like to take some questions, and we can give you, hopefully, some answers. Karen, what's your first question? So, is it true that Uber and Lyft are active in Las Vegas? Yes, as a matter of fact, as part of our policy advocacy efforts, we work really hard on that one. Um, it, it is a little different than most places because of the transportation in Las Vegas. The hotels, each of the hotels will have a designated area for Uber and Lyft. Same with the airport because these are, they're moving tons of traffic in and out. But that's great news. There's another option for transportation now in Las Vegas. Any other questions? Speaking of transportation, um, can you address the issue of high um, travel costs and airfare to Vegas? You mentioned it earlier that you could serve. Um, yeah, it, it, it is still high. We are doing what we can, but it, it, it is high. So what I urge you to do is to go on um, and search. There's plenty of options still uh, in terms of hotels. Um, and I will, if Karen, do you have any other helpful hints? I mean, it, this is one of the reasons why we're uh, taking the measures of cap attendance because, you know, like everything else, the airlines use yield and, um, you know, yield management as far as how they're pricing seats out. So earlier booking um, can be better. Um, and, you know, this is, uh, again, one of those reasons why we're capping attendance and feel that we really need to try to stick within that 150, 170,000 attendee mark. What I heard a few weeks ago, the Securities Exchange Commission finally passed the equity crowdfunding rules under the uh, Jobs Act that was signed a few years ago by President Obama. Are there any plans, either at CES or going forward, to do any advocacy to help get startups get equity crowdfunding? Well, we've worked very hard to get that law passed. The SEC has been very slow in getting it passed. Um, we will be having some sessions, and we have crowdfunding people there. Uh, and. I think it'll be a topic we're focusing on. Next question. Uh, 
Nadal with World Liberty TV. Um, mm-hmm. Question is, uh, in regarding picking up the press credentials, uh, I don't know. I think we're planning the same thing, which is that you could pick up your um, badge credentials at any badge pickup location. I know that um, as far as sometimes the, the special press um, uh, holders that, some, that have the pockets in them, those typically are only distributed from the press rooms, but otherwise you can pick up your badges at any location, so you don't have to go and wait in line just at the press rooms. Uh, Holland Cook, Talkers Magazine. How do I get my VCR to stop flashing? Tw- no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> will, there, uh, will there be any FCC commissioners appearing uh, speaking? Yes. Stay tuned. <laughs> I was looking at you, but... I, I don't even know. Marge. Hi, Marge. Oh, it's Marge. Hi, see, my new Marge Costello. Hi, Karen. Will there be any new technologies you use on the show floor, or bring back the beacon system for navigation with the app? Um, yes. So we will have um, our CES app, which we will encourage you all to download, and there will be some features in there that we're going to be using the beacon technology for in some different ways. Um, so stay tuned for more on that. Okay, that's for our introduction to CES 2016 at uh, CES Unveiled in New York. I'm Tom DiOria. I want to thank Terry Ruggiero, MI's president, Matt Campagni, our executive producer, Taylor Redden's our producer, and Tesh Henshaw's our associate producer, Dan DiOria, Dave Brandon, and Jose Batista give us the week in review. So have a great week. Thanks again for listening, and thank you to the production department at KFNX AM 1100. You wouldn't hear a word they said, we said, and they said without their help. So have a great week, and we'll be back uh, in a week or so with our uh, interviews on the floor of CES Unveiled with the exhibitors who will give us some highlights and insights and what you're going to see in CES 2016 in January in Las Vegas. 